All right, I can't wait to do this podcast on this this new movie I watched. Um, microphones there, headphones are here. I'm good. All right, okay. Uh, hey everybody, uh, welcome. Campbell, why are you in my house? Uh, sh- Where's Michael? Sean, who's who's Michael? I'm I'm yeah. Why am I in this house? I'm just well, feeling really confused today. Where I don't is, know. Where but, is Michael at? He's always here with you doing the podcast. Um, Michael, who? Um, uh, I do Michael... this podcast on my own. I mean, it's the Cat Scare starring Campbell and only Campbell. Campbell, there's two voices. Why don't you just play an episode of the podcast? Two, two voices. All right. Okay. So here we go. I'll play this. Yeah, one. the other voice is Michael. Yes, uh, yeah, that's just me. Campbell. Yeah, I'm pretending to be someone else. It's it's an easy trick you can do on Audacity. Uh, Campbell. I don't know. That sounds like Michael. Well, no, listen. I think I'm. That's me. You down here? Talking to myself. Yeah, that's me making stupid voices. Yeah. I mean, look, I've done almost 50 hours of content by myself. Okay, like you know how people say that the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids, the aliens did it. Like, give humans credit. Campbell, Campbell. Then why would you come to this house to do the podcast? That is um. But now, I went on a date the other night with some lady from the woods. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, things are kind of progressing. And uh, she did whisper some stuff in my ears, and my ears started bleeding. But I just thought maybe whoa, I was... Whoa, 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 Campbell. I think you got wretcheded. I get wretcheded? I mean, that is a proper, like, verb. Is that an adverb or a verb? Uh, um... It's something. You got it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I mean, I guess it's better than, like, herpes. But she did smell bad. But now you don't remember Michael. I mean, deep down... All right, let me look at the the Urban Dictionary for wretched. Shauna, uh, bad news. Michael's most likely dead. Oh, my God. Um, it says uh, here, to be wretched is to be uh, completely uh, at a loss or forget someone com- totally, completely... And there's a good chance that the lady of the woods who I went on that date with, um, which, by the way, she didn't look anything like a profile picture. Um, she, it was just a fucking tree on the profile picture, but I was like, you know, she's got to be sturdy. Um, yeah, that that most likely the person that you forgot is eaten alive. And Urban Dictionary said all of that. Uh, no, I with added those some, words. I added some stuff. Uh, I think that that's what it basically said. So, um, well, anyway, you want to host the podcast with me? I'm sorry about your. What was he to you? Like a brother? My husband. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about your husband, but like, I mean, I need some help. Obviously, we'll just. Keep All right, going. Campbell. I'll do his voice for you. Okay. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And uh, tonight we're doing the movie The Wretched. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Hey everyone and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about 2019. Pandemic flavored. Well, not really. It was just big in the pandemic. Uh, the Wretched. Or, or The Wretched did. Whichever one you want to say. Um, this was a movie directed by the Pierce Brothers, who none of us have heard of. Um, they, they don't even... Normally, whenever we watch a movie and I'll pull up the Wikipedia page... Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'll always click on the director, see like, oh, what else have they made? They don't have a Wikipedia page. No, they're not quite there yet. Um, uh, that is a long line of brother directing teams like the Coen Brothers, uh, the Russo Brothers, and uh, the other brothers from other mothers' brothers. Uh, the Smothers Brothers, uh, I'm sure they're a, a directing duo. Um, Campbell rehearsed that joke I before did, the I podcast. Did. <laughs> I kept, we were talking about it, I was like, we're, lo- we're losing gold! <laughs> so this movie is like a, a summer teen uh, uh, adventure mixed with uh, monsters and mayhem. Uh, when I, okay, so the story behind this movie and me watching it was the fact that I would always see this movie on Tubi. And um, I'm one of those Tubi purists, you know. At first I was like, Tubi's stupid. and But honestly, there's a lot of, there's a ton of movies on there. And every once in a while, you'll find a gem. And uh, I kept passing this one. It was like recommended to me, and I'm like, meh, I'm good. To be uh, fair, looking at the poster for it, yeah. I'd probably skip it, passing it. Yeah, too. but the Netflix image is way cooler because it's the, like, Art, the artist drawing that he was looking on the Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, oh, so it's just the J- the JPEG of the witch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Going around. <laughs> <laughs> so when I kept passing, I was like, "Oh, that looks like Antlers." You know, Antlers was a movie uh, starring Carrie Russell, which is like this movie, but like the super serious, like morose, and, oh, life sucks, and and oh, my dad's a meth cook, and and the kids don't have proper parenting, and. And Carrie Russell is a recovering alcoholic. Oh, I'm such a fucking bummer. That's what that's what the Antlers is. Uh, it's on HBO Max if you like to watch it. But I just kept passing it, and then it it went off Tubi, and then popped up on Netflix. And I guess the description and the image on there made me like go, eh, I'll give it a shot. And uh, I'm kind of glad I did. I, I actually really liked it. Uh, I'm a big fan of like. Creature features are, even though it's not really a monster, it is a monster, but it's not like a Bigfoot-like monster or a Mothman. Uh, it is a, you know, creature of the woods, a witch that is able to live inside the skin of another person. Well, when you when you have, like, the, like, monster movies, uh, it, it can be a little difficult having something that is horror and sticks to horror mm-hmm. uh, throughout it. I mean, like, if you think about, uh... I mean, the first movie that comes to my mind is Tremors. Tremors. Oh, yeah. It's a Western a Western comedy that adds a little monster stuff into it, but it's mostly a comedy. Well, I was thinking more, like, how a lot of times monster movies go from... Like, they start horror because the monster has the upper hand and then the movie like you know they're trying to figure out a way to stop it so it ends up becoming almost an action movie towards the end yeah uh late placid maybe yeah um similar i mean jaws yeah um uh legend of boggy creek knows you got uh anaconda yeah anaconda my favorite part of the anaconda (laughs) is uh is john voight's weird accent do you remember that the way he's like, I just want you to know the big snake. The big snake. <laughs> we gotta watch out for anacondas. Big snake. Clever girl. <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> I love his toys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, 
it was nice seeing a, a monster movie that, for the most part, keeps it to the horror thriller yeah, side I mean, of things. There were uh, some interesting scares, and, and not like jump scares. Uh, I mean, it was really neat how the... Wow, I feel like they could have like shown the action of them hitting the deer and then putting in the back of the truck. It's kind of cool well, how... Well, that's... I think yeah. that was actually kind of the point. Not showing, not showing. Yeah, that. yeah. It's just kind of out of nowhere, you know. Like all of a sudden, and who would have thought that a beautiful woman would have wanted to uh, gut and and prepare a deer? Uh, blows my mind. Um, but still, that was a really cool way to bring the creature to them. So one thing that this movie has uh, that I swear, if you look up this movie. Like people talking about it, everyone's just like gushing about its homages to other movies. Uh, uh, why? Just the rear windows, uh, uh, Disturbia stuff, or what? No, no stuff like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I'm I'm forgetting names of other movies, but yeah, they're they're all like. But so this movie does have that that Close Encounters of the Third Kind kind of thing of. Um, not knowing what is real, like in that, you know, the aliens are, yeah, taking like, like people, a, almost like a Spielbergian kind yeah, of. Yeah, so thing. you you never know, like, if the person you're talking to is actually that person or yeah. if it's a monster. Um, but so in that sense, you have what you're seeing in this movie. You never know if you're actually seeing the right thing like if you're seeing the full picture or yeah i mean like the t- there's a big twist in it too that you know if you're paying close attention you will pick up on a little bit but still like it's kind of it's kind of neat to go back and re you know watch the movie or, or just think about scenes well, that you were... don't really need to rewatch it well you know there's there are certain things that i actually went back and looked at it because it, when it when it happened i thought it was cheap i thought they cheated me you know, I was like, wait, 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 that's bullshit. There ain't no way that happened. I watched the movie. I, I got my own two eyes. And there were some things that was there. I was, I actually remembered. I was like, well, that could be where it was. But I actually went back to double check because I, I wanted to make sure they didn't do something sneaky at the end, you know, and then say, oh, this was there the whole time. It was. It's, it's there in those scenes. It still felt to me like the twist definitely was... Maybe they were trying to emulate um, like the twist in Oculus. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of thing that, you know... Or, or in a sense, maybe trying to get a little, little Sixth Sense in there. That's, that's what it reminded me of. Sixth Sense. Cause uh, that's, but they see, Sixth Sense did this where it kind of... Didn't it flashback to some scenes it it kind of did yeah. um all it did was reshow uh when bruce willis was shot spoiler uh, yeah <laughs> by by donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> um but it, it reshowed that and then did a couple uh, of scenes that Reinforce that he's never actually like like no one ever interacts. Yeah, besides the kid. Yeah, Uh, and then the kid saying, "I see dead people. They don't know they're dead." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, 
Oh, that's a problem. It's <laughs> a problem for me. Um, so, okay. Like, can I talk about something non-movie related? I guess. I okay. mean, we, we got about 30 minutes to fill with that. So. Yeah, so listen. Okay, so today was a hard day. Okay, I'm throwing a little cat chat in the middle of this one. <laughs> Alright, there's one thing that Campbell hates, and it hates more than anything in the world, is talking to, like, technical customer service. Okay. Okay, yeah. so today, one of our, our computer at, at Paint Machine was, like, slow. And then all of a sudden, it wouldn't let us do anything because the memory was gone. It was like in the red, zero percent, no memory left. So you couldn't do anything because I guess it backs up certain files. I don't understand computers. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had this new computer, which, by the way, computers now are the size of like uh, the last DVD player ever made. You know, literally is a small oh, yeah. square. So like. We're getting all that stuff done. We're putting cords in. And um, I sit on technical service with this guy doing one of the mirroring things on both the dispenser queue. And he's like, hello, thank you for calling Hero. Um, this is a great day in America. Uh, uh, anyway, how can I help you, sir? And I'm like, <sighs> and so I tell him what's going on. Well, this thing stretches out what normally should be about a two-hour event to like eight hours and I'm on hold I'm talking to two different people in two different companies it was a damn fiasco mm -hmm. so in the end uh, I, I basically was like this they, they were fighting over what to do why it wasn't working and I was like what if we just tether both the computers together with an actual cord and they're like yeah that worked so we do that, and it, it's done. Everything's done. <laughs> but, like, they fought over this thing for eight hours, Michael. And then I came up with the fucking solution. Okay. That's all I want to say. It was a hard day. <laughs> okay. I'm like, these people get paid way more than me. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. So back to the movie. <laughs> okay. Has anything happened to you, sir? Would you like to cat chat it in the middle? Anything crazy? Anything you want to vent about? This is like therapy for me. <laughs> well, speaking of therapy, I'm going to be starting therapy. Like the like the simple help or whatever? The online or are you going to actual person? Actual person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Uh, I guess so. It's going to be something, man. Um, yeah. I'm the one who... How do you feel about that, Michael? How do you feel about therapy? I don't feel anymore. Okay. <laughs> so, why don't you feel anymore, Michael? How many times do you masturbate in a day? Um, zero. That's not enough. <laughs> I don't need to masturbate. <laughs> I have people that do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, Donald Trump got raided. That was cool. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> People are up in arms about that. Um, I, I, can, I, I can only imagine how it is on on your side. It's like a everyday struggle. I, I don't get that like reaction from people anymore because I'm now in an office where I'm pretty much by myself. Yeah. Uh, even the past two days, uh, the guy who's normally in there with me was not there. 
Okay. So I've been all alone. So you basically are like beating your head against the wall, missing that human interaction. Yeah. Okay. Is that why you're going to therapy? Because you can get a job <laughs> outside of an office, sir. Uh, it was more that kind of thing that like when when you're put in a situation where you have no distractions, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not allowed to be comfortable there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I have to look like I'm working. So, it, even I actually watched this movie at work. Oh um, shit! But because I, <laughs> I, I forgot to watch it last night. Yeah. So I was, I was like, oh, I'll just watch it while I work. Um. And so I had to make sure I, you know, look like I was still working. But when you don't have any work and you don't have anything to keep you preoccupied, mm-hmm. and you're just stuck there with yourself. I realized that I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, um, so. I mean, dude, like, we all are fucked up in some way. I mean, I've uh, I've experienced a lot of sadness, and, and uh, ultimately, I do think I have a bit of uh, depression issues and, you know, shit like that. My thing is, as a depressive, depressed person, I hate keeping... Um, appointments <laughs> I, and that's part of the problem I'm like I wish I I wish I would get excited for that kind of stuff but I'm like you know I could spend more time laying in bed that'd be kind of nice but that's once again the depressed part of me doing that um, well therapy is great for everybody I think therapy is something that everybody needs no matter who you are I think it, it definitely helps to talk to somebody especially if you are having those problems but yes work like my work while boring and mundane I do have people to talk to at all times see I wouldn't even especially after working this job I wouldn't say working there is boring well it's mundane yeah yes but monotonous but there's always there's always something to get wrapped up in, yeah. whether it's your coworkers or the work itself. Yeah, and I mean, interaction with people, like, I do think a lot of my issues I try to work out with people, whether it is coworkers or you or the podcast or people I talk to, even customers sometimes <laughs> are totally... Like, people, people listening, you're the only way I cope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I, uh, I've woken up three nights in a row with cum in my pants. What's up with that? Is this real? No. <laughs> oh, okay. But, you know, uh, email us at catscarepodcast at gmail for uh, those answers. It could be a ghost is jerking me off at night. Don't know. And if it is, why Why can't I be awake? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Make sure to email, it, email us at catscare at gmail. Catscarepodcast at gmail. Catscarepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and tell us all about your coming pants and butt sex and sewers ghost stories. Yeah, yeah we definitely love when butt sex is at the, at the circus. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, want, I listened to a podcast the other day about people talking about, like, writing in forums about getting fucked by ghosts. And it was like, con- <laughs> there was all these crazy things and they were trying to guess whether it's... <laughs> actual ghost a a like molestation by a family member 
are a gay experience they're trying to write off as as <laughs> sex with a ghost. <laughs> I cannot... I'm just imagining reading it. You remember... I, I showed you uh, Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm imagining... I wish we could play that right now. <laughs> I'm imagining it sounding like that. Like, it's, uh, it's pretty funny, dude. Like... Like, okay, I'll give you an example. This one guy on Reddit or something like that. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, it, it had the had the name of Scared and Hard. That was the name of their, their username. And he's like, the other night I was pleasantly surprised when I was woken up by my girlfriend jacking me off. And, she, and, and after I finished, she goes, now eat my pussy and make me come. And after about 30 seconds of doing it, she goes, what are you doing? I'm trying to sleep. And he's like, as a gentleman, of course I did. And I'm like, no, you were basically molesting your, your girlfriend in the middle of the night while she didn't know. And he's like, I think aliens used her body to have, to have uh, hand sex with me um, to feel what it's like to have sex with a man. Um, and then <laughs> to, as soon as to I feel what it's like to have sex with a true man, yeah, a true Chad, a true, a true Chad, and uh, and basically after I started giving her sex, uh, they went away and gave me back my girlfriend, and they're Damn like, they, they were like, I think he was molesting his girlfriend. <laughs> he tried to use aliens as an excuse. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so back to the movie, the wretched. Um, so the Pierce Brothers did this. Once again, we don't know who they are, but it was distributed by IFC Midnight, which is one of my favorite small uh, it's an independent film channel. They, they do like a series called After Dark or whatever series mm-hmm. where they do like seven films. And from the days of Blockbuster Video, I would go in there and pick out those movies because I always thought they were really well done. Some of them are shitty. But they're always really well done. One of my favorite horror movies called Lake Mungo is one of theirs. Um, so, yeah, um, I was happy to see that they were the, the ones that were uh, backing this movie. And this was a movie that during the pandemic actually did really well because it became like a drive-through, like a, a drive-in movie creature feature. Like, people couldn't go to movie theaters. People were getting tired of being in the house. They'd go to the local drive-through. Or drive in. Well, I'm saying drive through, drive in. They, they go to McDonald's. They go to McDonald's. Watch, yeah. Put it on their phone and watch it. Um, but this movie had a budget of 1.2 million dollars estimated, and it made 4.3. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know? I mean, for you know, two guys that haven't made a movie before, obviously. I mean, when you have it, it feels it feels like this is one of those movies. That what just came out at the perfect time. Yeah. For it, yeah. During, I don't think this movie because I never heard of it. Uh, all, other, I, all I remember is being on Tubi. You know, that's the only yeah. reason I knew about it. Uh, so I don't think this movie really had much as far as like a big marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely had like I didn't see it at all on TV ever. Exactly. So. Yeah, at a time where everyone was forced to stay inside, um, you know, it was like, you can't go out, can't go to the movie theater, movie theaters are closed. 
But drive-ins, I mean, you're just going to be in your car the whole time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to yeah, great. interact with people. So finding something to watch uh, that way, that way you still get a kind of theater experience, but in a safe COVID way. And this movie comes out right as uh, that's becoming a thing. I mean, it, it was just the, the perfect storm for it. Um, I'm happy that we did watch it. I, I really... I, I kind of crave those small movies that um, have a couple of characters and, and they're facing a force that they don't know what they're dealing with. And so... Um, it was right up my alley, man. I was so happy that it turned out as good as it was. Um, obviously, I think I'm a bigger fan than you are, but I mean, you liked it though, right? It was it was good. Um, it just it kind of left me not super satisfied with my time with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it felt like for a long time it was just kind of stringing me along. Um, it, it just kind of lacks substance. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about the plot by Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, today is my turn to read the plot, so here we go. Let's see if we can't uh, add a little substance to it, Michael. Okay. In 1985, Megan arrives. This is the cold open now. In 1985, Megan arrives at the home of the Gambles to babysit their daughter, Ashley. As she enters the basement, she finds Ashley being eaten by an inhuman creature that I guess it looks like their mother. Um, terrified, she stumbles trying to escape, but Mr. Gamble purposely shuts the door on her. A strange sign is then etched in the door. A real bad metal sign like uh, you see that in a heavy metal band. They would have it tattooed or be on the drum set. Be like, we're the wretched! <laughs> Hey, Detroit! Uh, real quick note. Um, I didn't notice in the beginning of the movie where it said that this was the opening was 35 19, years ago. Yeah. Because it's like, instead of saying like 1985, it went 35 years ago. And then when you get to the present day, there's a crazy scene and, that you don't, that's out of context. That, and yeah, it was five a, days ago. And I'm like. And so I missed the 35 years ago part and thought. Okay, so they have five days in this movie. <laughs> and then it didn't add up. Yeah, you're like... Uh, and I was like, I don't... What's the, what the fuck was that? And so I was thinking, like, one, they can't kill the monster because we saw the monster at the end. Yeah. Um, so whatever they're they're fighting... Uh, that, that did leave me with the thought that anybody could die. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. If they're yeah, if so, they're willing to murder kids, so a, a little bit of unexpected tension. Uh, it was a cool cold open. I mean, like, oh, yeah. it was very confusing. Uh, had a real cool, like, synth tickled song and drum beat behind. I it, hated which, that. Oh man, I love I that shit. Hated that. Give me some more synths. All horror movies should have synths in them. It should be all John Carpenter scores. Um, I mean, it follows. Well, basically the only reason I, I, I love that movie or had major fondness of it before we did the podcast um, was that the damn soundtrack was so good um, I mean I'll agree the yeah. soundtrack of It Follows was great and, and but I do miss movies that horny I, though we haven't watched a lot of horny movies lately 
We need to start doing that more. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, but I just... I, I mentioned to you how I felt the tone of this movie was very off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had movies that, you know, mix horrific imagery with, you know, lighthearted yeah. music. I mean, that... Shoot, every single Tarantino's got movie's got something like that where like people get yeah. blown to bits, but they they've got just like yeah smooth jazz I, playing. Yeah, like blown to bits. Of, I like to breathe, baby. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm my time machine. Um, Magic carpet ride. You can go. Sorry, but it just felt off in this movie. It it didn't feel. I think it maybe like the only thing they could get their hands on. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like what it felt like to me. Was just like, oh, we can get this song. Let's put it in the beginning. But like, I love, I love thunderstorms in movies. Like, I wish all movies were done in a uh, really similar to Oregon like thing. Rain and thunder. There's something about rain and thunder that just adds to the scene. Um, it, it creeps me out at home. I'm like under my covers. I'm like, Ooh. oh no, what's that? What are you um, talking about? The, the, in the beginning, it's raining, it's slow-mo raining, there's thunder. It oh, just kind of right, adds right. to the scene. It is, it is raining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like a big part of it, but it's one thing that I was like, oh, it's thundering. I mean, it's kind of like when I played Link, uh, Legend of Zelda on Super Nintendo. Well, I get... You know, it's like, oh, it's actually, thundering in Hyrule? Now, <laughs> now that I think about it, I think that was actually a uh, part of why the... The song threw me off. Yeah, is because they already had their their like kind of credit opening where yeah. they, you know, they had some credits and some atmospheric like details, like the rain and all these toys. And it's like it's like oh, it's dark. This is a dark movie. Mm-hmm. This is going to be sad. This is going to be uh, horrific. It's going to be tragic. It's something, something like that. And then. It was they, just they play a, a like happy a, a, fun go times a pop pop <laughs> a indie pop, yeah, rock yeah, yeah, yeah. song and it's like okay which I doubt was done thirty five years ago it seemed like a more modern song but you know it is what it is um, so <clears throat> okay so let's get back to the movie in the present Ben Shaw comes to live with his father Liam at his parents. As his parents are in the middle of a divorce. Oh, the cat scare podcast cat is back. Meow, meow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the cat comes out every time I get loud, which is like all the time. <laughs> um, so Liam gives Ben a job working at the marina where he befriends Mallory. During his shift, he noticed Liam kissing a co-worker named Sarah. In the woods, Dylan... Man, they're thir- they're like are bringing this shit in quick without. Okay, so they're next door neighbors to a family that his dad doesn't know. Um, it's a hot ass mom, goofy ass dad, and two sons. One's a baby, one's uh, an older kid. And um, Dylan, Dylan, um, the son of Liam's neighbor. Um, uh, and his mother Abby find a tree with the same symbol seen at the Gamble's house. He hears what sounds like Abby's voice coming from the tree. Dylan, 
Dylan, where are you? I'm stuck <laughs> under this fucking tree. What are you doing? Get over here, Dylan. I'm not a monster. I'm your mother. Um, he hears what sounds like Abby's voice coming from the tree, calling to him before Abby appears behind him. They bring a buck home that they hit with the car. And later that night, something crawls out of the buck's corpse. Um, which is a pretty cool scene, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. A- anytime that yeah. the, the wretch is. Yeah, like ripping out of shit. Yeah. Um, ben investigates strange noises he hears on the roof. He follows the sound of Abby's ha- Abby- to Abby's house, but all he finds is an animal. He catches a glimpse of a witch on the porch but cannot be sure what he saw due to Abby's husband, Ty, turning the porch light on. Ben befriends Dylan and makes him promise to tell Ben if he sees anything strange around his house. That night, Abby goes to check on her infant son, Sam, Dylan's younger brother, in his crib. However, she finds that he had disappeared, replaced with by a bundle of sticks. She is then attacked by the witch, Ben comes home late at night and notices Abby walking into the forest with a child, which I, I kind of like that he's like drunk and confused, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she's walking by, he's like, hey, what's going on? They don't even say anything. Um, ben returns home late one night to find Dylan hiding in his house, claiming that there is something wrong with his mother. Abby comes looking for Dylan, threatening Ben, and attempting to get into the house. Ty comes and takes Dylan home. Dylan tells Ty that Abby is acting weird, but Ty dismisses his concerns. Ben is also concerned about something strange, that something strange is happening with Abby. At work, Ben learns that Dylan never showed up for a sailing lesson. When he goes to Dylan's house, Ty denies that he even has a son. Hey man, I ain't got a son, dude. Dude, I ain't got no kids, dude. <laughs> um, Ty, and later, Abby whispers something demonic to Ty, which sounds like this. Okay, you ready? It sounds like this. Let's see where I, was. I lost it. Uh, okay, she then takes a shower and her body starts decaying. But I'd see that. I'd see that decaying body shower anytime. I think I think had a butt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look at them briskets. You look at them briskets. Brisket. <laughs> okay. Ben is suspicious and reads about a witch that is known for possessing people and feeding on the forgotten. He confines in Mallory, but she does not take him seriously. So this brings me to the question, and spoiler alert. Was Mallory one of them the whole time? Because I feel like Maybe. Well, I mean, all right. So here, I, I guess I'm going to go ahead and actually bring up um, the twist. Okay. And the thing twist. about the twist. All right. So the twist is that. Um, oh, fuck. What's there's, his name? There's multiple twists. Ben. Ben. Ben uh, has actually been made to forget about his brother. Yes, which we you don't see during the movie, but there are little hints that he's there. Actually, hold on, never mind. I just I just thought about it and answered my own question in my head. Well, what was it? My question is going to be uh, that we didn't see this brother throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, so at what point, like the witch must have gotten him. Before the movie even began, 
But then I realized, no, we just he just we we are we are literally looking at his memories. Yeah, we're recalling. You yeah. Know. Um, okay. Well, that is the twist, folks. Um, basically, Ben had a brother the whole time, and he was there during probably half of the movie. <laughs> And also Mallory, uh, I just feel like Mallory was like, because when you see the monster before, you know, like the hot mom is wearing like rock and roll stuff. And then as soon as the monster take over, she's in like these sexy ass dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Mallory's clothing changes a little bit too, because she's kind of wearing this crazy shit. And then all of a sudden she gets a little bit more feminine, but that could be just because she has the hots for Ben and she's trying to impress him. But I feel like that's, like, the key. Because even at the cold open, the mother that's eating her daughter is wearing a red dress. So it's obviously this ugly-ass thing. Was it a red dress? I yeah. thought I thought it was just bloody. No, red dress. Like, a, a long, formal red dress. Hmm. Um, I guess it's because of how ugly that damn thing is. It's like, I just want to be pretty. <laughs> well, the monster itself kind of confuses me because... It clearly has uh, intelligence and a lot of intelligence Mm -hmm. to not only take the form, I mean, it wears the skin, but it it embodies that person. Yeah. um, To the point of being able to trick people, not just like on a, a physical, like, if we think like it follows, you know, it takes the form of people. Um, So, but. It never interact. It never acts like people. Yeah. It just has their form. This thing acts like people until it's not in a people body. <laughs> then, then it's just you know. Bunch of I agree. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm like. I mean, maybe maybe it uses like their minds or brains or whatever they eat. They can kind of like gather the information from there. I don't know. Well, um, and I, I don't mind it being able to, um, like, say if it eats somebody, then it, like, gains their their memories or something mm-hmm. like that. Or just, like, it, it's a witch, so maybe, like, the way that it's able to, like, fully take this body is some kind of magic, so it maybe binds, like their yeah. soul to them you know something like that i mean if you want to go into that i, I mean do we all have a soul michael do we believe that i i don't know i just it, it's one of those things that if you if you think too hard about it then well it, you're going to break it apart i mean we do that well, with then all it, things i mean if you think about there's some movies that are just Good fun, good popcorn movies, and I feel like that's the one. This is one of them. You know, it's best to eat your popcorn and just go along with the ride without thinking too hard. Because I mean, I mean, they're creating mythologies for. I mean, ultimately, this thing's like a Wendigo, you know? Yeah, a shapeshifter, a skinwalker, you know, something like that. Yeah, but like they're creating a mythology. I mean, how does it do it? I don't know. Now I know why I picked the hot ass bitch. I know that because I would be like, let me check this out. Anyway, I was in love with the mother. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I just, especially since I have, like, there's been other movies that involve like, you know, losing memories mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, 
or not even movies, uh, one, an anime that I, I really like uh, called ReZero. Oh, it's about a guy being sent to sent to another world, you know, fantasy kind of world, and he has the ability to basically respawn upon death. Um, okay. So, ba- base premise, but there's a there's a character in the show that is able to literally eat eat someone's name. Uh, so like. Like, when they take a bite out of you, it's not, like, tearing apart your skin. It's tearing apart the very idea of you. Okay. So, for example, one character named Rim uh, takes a bite out of her. And so Rim is not only completely brain dead now, not able to do anything. She's stuck in, like, a comatose state. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but also, nobody else remembers her. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, the only one that does remember her is the main character. Uh, and I have... It's not fully explained, but I have theories for why that is. Uh, that kind of makes sense in the rules of the world. Um, but... Just, like, that is kept in a way that is vague enough... Where they can add new rules to it, and I totally accept it. Mm-hmm. But the rules that it has also line up with what we've yeah. seen. I mean, I mean, I understand why. If it's a witch, ultimately it's a feminine force. I see why it gets with the woman with a woman because ultimately, like shit, we've all we're you're married. I used to be married, like women technically rule the roost and you go by what they are plus plus women aren't seen as violent types or or people that would harm their kids so like and you see the monster actually use sex as a weapon i mean come on um it's just one of those things like she's the perfect maybe maybe that uh that one he got in the pool with was a wendigo could have been a window she was Winda ready to go. <laughs> you know, and I'm, and I'm kidding. That was a dumb scene, too. I was like... It, it was so why, dumb. Why are you falling for that shit, you dumbass? Like, Well, it's more like, especially in the context of the entire movie, Yeah, it's just like, why? I did like what? the douchebags. They were pretty funny. They called them midget dick. That was pretty funny. I'm going to start calling someone midget dick at work and see if they like get a reaction out of it. Probably true. I'll probably do it to true. Um <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know who that is, but it's going to be funny. Um, okay, so let's get back to the movies since we're 43 minutes in. Uh, <laughs> so you spent you you brought us off on a tangent. I couldn't help it. I had to go catch chat for a little bit. A little bit. I got to have it every once in a while. Um, okay, so... Where am I? Oh, poop. Okay, Mallory. But she does not... He combines with Mallory, but she does not... Take him seriously. She slips a taunting note under Abby's door. Ben sneaks into Abby's cellar and finds a picture of the family with Ty's face scratched out, along with a picture of Mallory and her sister Lily. He realizes by the by the picture that the witch is after Lily next. He calls Mallory to warn her that Lily is in danger, but Mallory does not remember her own sister. Ben rushes to save Lily, but it's too late as the witch has pulled her into her demonic, semi-underground tree. 
He tries to pull Lily out, but their grip is broken and he gets knocked out after falling back and hitting his head on a rock. Upon returning home, he finds that Liam has called the police due to Ben being missing. Ben's attempts to explain what is happening with the neighbors, but is accused of being on drugs. Ben confines in Sarah, but notices flowers decaying and realizes she is possessed by the witch. When she tries to attack, he slashes her arm, but the witch makes it look like he attacked Sarah for no reason. He is taken into custody. Ben sees Sarah whispering to the officer's ear. He tells his dad that Sarah is possessed and pleads with Liam to check the neighbor's cellar. Instead of taking Ben to the station, the officer attempts to drown him at the beach until a dog attacks. Which that was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, oh yeah, that random dog just happened to come by. Was that like a dog? Was the dog from the... It was the dog from the, the, the From store. the fucking store! But... It did just kind of come out of nowhere. Was, it a, was that a... Oh, like a good version of the witch? In dog form? I don't know. Uh, okay. Until the dog attacks. The officer shoots the dog and then himself as he realizes that something is controlling him to kill Ben. Meanwhile, Liam finds the dead bodies of Ty and Abby at their house. Demonic Sarah attacks Liam and is nearly about to kill him. But Ben arrives and shoots her with with the officer's gun. The witch crawls out of Sarah's corpse and goes after Ben, which is a really cool scene, like how she like rips Sarah's arm and then you see the other one come out. Oh, That's yeah. pretty cool. Like, that, that was really yeah. cool. I mean, which like I said, the practical effects are pretty good. I, like I knew I was in for practical effects movies when it actually showed the makeup effect artist and the, the visual effects producer. And I was like, Cool. I'm gonna see some fucking actual like makeup and monster feature. It's gonna be neat. Um, the witch crawls out of Sarah's corpse and goes after Ben, but he takes Liam to safety, the safety of his dad's car as their house burns down. When a picture of Ben and his family burns, Ben suddenly remembers that he has a little brother. His name's Nathan, implying the witch had made Ben forget about him. So okay, so this brings up another point. Uh, of confusion for me. Okay. How exactly the forgetting mechanic works. Is it... Is it solely from... Like, obviously, if burning this photograph had an effect, then those other photographs we saw meant something, but it didn't seem like it lined up always with what was on I mean, I think if the photos were on that totem that she made then that's what you would forget because like he the scratch outs were the ones that she had whispered to and had told to forget and then I guess did she cut out the rest of them? how was that because that you know you see like the sons were gone and then the father or the husband was scratched out and yeah. that's like they they're dummies like the ones that they get to do other things I don't know I don't know. But I think it has to be on that tree. And it, and and that tree and everything has to go up in flames. You uh, know, it, the little totem. I'm, I might need to watch that again to fully understand yeah. that. I mean, I got it. But at the same time, does it make sense? Like, it, Yeah, exactly. I I get it on a like story beat level. Like yeah. They, but is that the un- true way it happens? 
I don't know. Yeah. Or was the fact that everybody involved sees that these are monsters. This is a monster doing this. And then you remember? I don't know. Because um, if that was the like, case... Like then, once the illusion is fully yeah, broken, yeah. Then, then it all comes. Could be. I, I don't know. Um, ben and Mallory go to the tree to rescue their siblings. As Ben rescues Nathan and Lily, Liam arrives and rams his car into the witch. Unfortunately, they are too occupied with Liam's injuries to finish off the witch permanently. Afterwards, Ben and Nathan are leaving to return to their mother's house. Liam says he will stay with his brother while he heals from the witch's attack. Ben and Mallory kiss goodbye, and she puts a flower in his hair before leaving to give sailing lessons. Ben notices the flower is fake, implying that the witch is now possessing Mallory, who is alone in the middle of the lake with three young children. Yum, yum, yum! <laughs> All right! I, d- I did like that that little thing about the, the flower yeah. being fake. Um, you know, just one of those things where they, they don't have to say it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, then they played the scene of her in the boat with three kids, That's but... I kind of I feel like Michael Jackson. I kind of wish they just went ahead and cut it at the revealing that the flower is fake. Uh, I feel like implying. they they had to give her like the little sinister look thing. Yeah, or just like I mean, ultimately the scene would have made more sense to me had you seen. Okay, you see the that he's like, oh fuck, this is a fake flower. Then it goes to the boat and she's got like a handkerchief and and like a knife and a fork going. Mm, mm. Or, or it would have made more sense if you you see her in the boat and she just you know starts like, like that well that or like she you see the boat and then she's like I brought dinner <laughs> okay ooh what actually could have been cool little zingers actually at the end because we, we saw her get in the boat with the three kids at the end um, but it could have, after revealing that the flower is fake, go back to the boat and the three kids are gone already and she's just there on the boat. Going, oh, oh <laughs> my stomach hurts. No, not, not <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see what I mean now? Yeah. Like, good. Yeah. Like yeah. Little, yeah. So, so, you know, people in the audience be like, <gasps> Our oh my God. I just want to be fun. Toothpick? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, Rebecca's hair. Um, <laughs> so um, we've talked about nothing most of this time. <laughs> All right, some some quick fire thoughts. Okay, on bam, bam. rapid fire. Um, ben, uh, Liam, Mallory. Mm-hmm. There is no character arc in this movie at all. No. If there's no character art, there is no character. Okay. So, hear me out. Dad, I think, had a character art. No. Yes. He did not. He went from being hard-ass, I believe, this girl over my son, to, to then taking it upon himself to find proof, okay, that his son was right. To actually believe in his son, to an extent. So, I think Dad had an art. But... Taken the situation, like the dad was always for the son to before, an extent, but as the son's things got more, I mean, like you hear what the son says, it's like, okay, yeah, you you may be on something, 
What kind of shit you take? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, so like, I mean, I guess you could say between those two scenes, it's a very quick arc. It was still there, an arc. But there was no arc, still an for, arc for the rest of the movie. All these... The, this movie has a weird um, emphasis on Ben's like kind of sexual frustration or teenage angst. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's a kid of divorce. Yeah, but... So, not only do you have, like... Nor- normally in a movie where someone starts spying on something, there's uh, there's a moment where they truly think, like, oh, something's going on over there. He just started looking because he saw her hot body. I mean, I would. Ultimately. Um, if if Campbell was next door, I'd be like, hey! So... But adding that on with the other scenes of him uh, with the other teenagers, uh, and it, it was very clear that he was very, like, you know, going through puberty and feeling a lot of, like, sexual frustration. Yeah. That ultimately feels kind of superfluous. I mean, also, I think if the wretched really wanted to, like, stop Ben he was just she was just fuck Ben that would be the way to stop that I mean like at, at that point uh, when the, the wretched was dressed as Sarah mm-hmm. you know uh, instead of like killing some flowers could have just taken her shirt off and Ben would have been like you're okay hey man <laughs> I don't even give a fuck if you murdered your own kids <laughs> take my pants off I can't with this cast I, uh. I just imagine he, he'd like um there's a quote from uh, have you ever watched Total Drama Island no that yeah that show was probably after your time um, yes but it is a great show really funny but that one of the characters whenever he's leaving the show uh, he says goodbye everybody I've loved I've lost and I saw boobies <laughs> You might as well tattoo that on my arm. <laughs> and I, I just imagine that's how that's how Ben would go out. Yeah, and he would be smiling. I'd be smiling too because like, yeah, you you show me some boobs and kill me later. I'm good. I got to see those boobs. I'm good. I also do wish that they they gave a little more of a direct hint uh, about his brother. Like I know they had those. Um, those things that you look back on, then like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. But it makes it so there's not really much emotional connection exactly. to Nathan. Exactly. And so during that finale, it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah. I mean, you were good without him. Since it's like, then. <laughs> I mean, you were good without him. You might as well just forget and just let the witch do her thing. It's like, I guess, you know, it's your brother, so you you care. I don't. Yeah, I'm with I you. don't know him. Yeah, because I mean, like, we talked about it before the podcast, but, like, the scene in the bus where the girl goes, the old lady goes, you're quite an artist, and he looks at his cast, and it's got, like, one word on there, you know, like, he's like, oh, thanks. And it was just kind of like, it's kind of weird to write your own name. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, then you get, uh, one scene that I caught was, 
uh, he's playing guitar badly because he has a cast on, and um, and all of a sudden, like he hears something in the yard, but there's also this noise coming from the other room, which kind of looked like red and blue lights, like police lights. And I was like, "Why is the police coming?" But then I hear like a Godzilla toy go off, and I'm like, well, "That's kind of fucking weird." Um, and then they're eating with he's eating with his dad, and he's playing Connect Four, just those two. But it doesn't seem like the dad's too involved. Um, and then when uh, Sarah, the hot wretched, comes over, and um, it's hard to say she's wretched, but the creature was. Um, <laughs> so she comes over and she's like, "Hey, honey." Oh, you mean Annie? Um, oh, Annie, yeah. Hey, Annie. Oh, hey, hey, honey. Is your is your dad home? And he's like, "No, it's just us." And then, which it's, like in the context of the scene, you know, you could interpret it as being like just me and you, you the one at the door. Us. Yes, and also, um, like, but it's all it is just like a weird line delivery. Her, yeah, her delivery of that line sounds like she's talking to a young. It would be, it'd almost be like Nathan. Nathan would have came to the door, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, well," and you know, and then he comes up, and he's like, "No, no, no, it's just us," and pushes his brother away. Another one that comes to mind is when uh, his mom calls and she says, I miss my boys. Exactly. Which, in the context of the scene, you think it's just them and dad. Yeah, yeah. But going from how uh, the sound of the, the divorce happened, it seemed like it was actually her idea. Exactly. Because uh, he was surprised that his dad had moved on. Exactly. Oh, but mom's fine. But now mom's saying like, "Oh, I miss my boys. I miss dad." No, Mm-mm. she's actually saying she misses so Nathan too. They dropped those breadcrumbs, and and I mean to an extent, yes, it is surprising. But I'm with you. There was no worry on my part. I mean, I wasn't even really worried about her sister because she barely was a factor, if any, uh, in the movie because I mean, she was just she in one was, scene. Yeah, she was in one other scene. Yeah, I mean, I could, I had no idea she had a sister. It's that kind of thing where, like, on when you write it out, you're thinking like, oh yes, of course that would be, that would be scary. Someone's brother is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you'd read about it and say like, oh, I can only imagine if that was if that was my brother, I would feel so bad yeah. in the situation. Um, but once it's on the screen, it just well, doesn't come across like that. As an audience member with no connection with them, who cares? You know, yeah. in the end, you're like, they could end the movie where the house is burned down and the creature burned down with it. But yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, there's some flaws, but ultimately, I had a good time during the movie. Um, I, you're right. There's not a huge art with everybody, but I did like the characters and I like the actors portraying the characters. I also. I understand this movie was trying to go for a, um, I mean, one mixing in that like teen movie feel um, with a bit of like classical horror. Yeah. Uh, so with that, that may be why the soundtrack sounds the way it does. But I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, you didn't <laughs> I, like did, it. I didn't, I didn't like mind it. the soundtrack. Because um, uh, normally, most horror movie soundtracks, uh, other than a few 
a few exceptions. Most of the time, they should really just be in the back. You shouldn't notice them. Uh, and sometimes I think it'd be better just to no music. Let let you really be in the moment. Like drop the sound. Some, yeah. I mean, some horror movies do that. They drop, um, drop the music. But this had an almost like... It, it reminded me of like classical like animation that like, like Mickey Mousing with yeah. their music where well forcing when he when he's sneaking or if they're like you know walking slowly the music like <laughs> not like that <laughs> but like they got the string going <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> like a, so, like a circus, like clowns. When the clowns do stuff, they're not speaking. They're making the music is playing. Their walks and their bumps and their bruises. And so it was just kind of distracting. They were. I think they were trying to force a feeling. It, well, exactly. They're trying to force the feeling of youth and what it's like to go to a party and what it's like to fall in love and stuff like that. And that, I got what they were trying to do. They're trying to blend genres, so it wouldn't just be your uh, average monster flake. I mean, yeah, it was it wasn't the greatest, but ultimately, like my judge for a movie, regardless of its horror or whatever, is if I actually have a good time during it. Like it can be super serious, but if it's making me think and I'm really enjoying the ride, I'm gonna like it no matter what flaws it has. Uh, just like Coherence, Coherence last week, Coherence is a great movie and it's it's really well thought out. But there's some things that are kind of confusing and you're just like you get a little lost. But ultimately, like it scratched one itch that I had, you know? Well, I'd say where Coherence uh, fails as a movie is in its presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, this has good presentation, but uh, doesn't, like, it's a it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah, inch I mean... Deep. It's not a complicated story. It's a very um, straightforward. Besides despite having a, a twist that most people probably wouldn't see coming um, because of how well hidden it is, it still is a twist that doesn't add a whole lot to the movie. It's not like when you, you know, going back to Bruce Willis, uh, Sixth Sense, that twist changes the entire movie in a way that you go back and you truly see the genius of the scenes. Yeah. This twist just makes you go back and think, oh yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, I mean... I get it now. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be a masterpiece by any means. I mean, I I just... Like, I guess after, like, this this season of Cat Scare, we really hit a lot of, um... Like big movies you know the shining the conjuring annabelle uh the exorcist like we saw a lot of good movies midsummer um it was nice to go to one and and movies that are a little bit different like the last exorcist and 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 coherence these movies are movies that stretch our are like mental muscles you know and these are movies that like have all the money in the world back behind it. So it was just nice to see something small, but yet I still had a good time watching it. And, you know, it's just been... It's been a a season of big stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, I would... I I would also say that given uh, the budget of this film, 
and, and it's seemingly a bit more like indie nature mm-hmm. to it. Like, you know, this is this doesn't seem to have big names back behind yeah. it. Um, it does like like I said, it presents itself. Yeah, it looks really very, good. It looks really good. The effects are really really good. Yeah, obviously the best. The coolest scene in the movie is it pull uh, coming out of Sarah. Yeah, it's really cool to see that. Like, um, I'm trying to remember the like last movie I seen with that type of effect, but most of the time it just is flat body on the ground, and you know they have a trap door and it comes out. But I thought it looked really well done. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't beat the fact that it. It literally was a million two, and it looks like a professionally made studio film. Yeah. So, you know, I recommend it. I, I would recommend it to really anybody. I mean, it's a very accessible movie. Even yeah, people I, that I don't would, even like horror movies, you know. I would say this is a, uh, a movie that you can pretty much show. Like, I, it's rated R, but really, honestly, with a little bit of editing, could be PG-13. Yeah. Um, you know, they could have just cut out some stuff and had a more... I, I guess when you make a horror movie, it's, you know, you want to get that R rating. I mean, most people will not watch a PG-13 movie if they're, like, a true horror fan. Yeah. Personally, I don't care. I mean, Drag Me to Hell, perfect example. Yeah. PG-13 at its best. But with, even though it has an R rating, this is a perfectly good movie uh, for younger horror fans. Mm-hmm. Uh got some cool effects story is decent um it doesn't make you think too hard but makes you think a little so you know it it's not but it's also not a like party horror movie you know it's not like putting on conjuring or insidious uh where like you're gonna have big reactions to stuff throughout the movie it's it's actually pretty slow in the beginning. It is. It is. Um, but it sets. It's just setting up all the things you're going to see. Later. And that. And there's also a lot of scenes that don't actually go anywhere. Or it's, a, it's a little bit padded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd still, you know, baby's first horror movie. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, if you got a Netflix subscription, hey, you could go. You get a lot worse. Um, yeah. So, everybody check out The Wretched if you uh, are bored one one night and you're drinking your wine or smoking your crack and you want to watch a horror movie, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> so, are we finally going to review Nope I don't know. Nope. I don't Nope. You don't Nope. Um, it's hard. I really want to talk about it. I know. Movie. I want to talk about it, too. I, I want to go and, and like... It, it's just, like, hard when... I, I I was gonna go by myself, uh, but I just said, I don't know. It was a long trip, Charleston. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's say tentatively nope. Uh, but if we can't nope it, what do you want to do? If we can't yep it, yeah, yep, no. nope. But if we can't see nope, what do you want to do? I, well then, uh, I've been suggested f- for a little while to watch this movie called Uma or Uma, Uma, Uma. Yeah. I think it's Uma. 
I think Uma Thurman is Uma, but I think it's U M M A Uma. I think. I think. I thought it was just U M A. I don't know. Maybe there's U M A. Whatever. Anyways, I don't know anything about this movie. I've just been recommended it hey. a couple of times. It's on Netflix. We can watch it. Yep. So, there's always garbage on there. Have you heard of that new one? Um, that new Japanese, no, Korean uh, found footage movie that's out on Netflix that people are talking about? It's called Incantation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I heard, like, I've seen those. They do this with every big horror movie that comes on Netflix where they'll be like, TikTok users are, are daring themselves to watch Incantation at midnight alone. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm doubt is that scary, guys. <laughs> but um, we watch Uma Uma, whatever. All right, next week. Uma next Thurman. Week. Uma Thurman or Nope. One or the other. Hey, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> By the time we, we actually get to review Nope, I'm going to need to have watched it again. Well, that's the thing. Maybe, do you want to go? And watch it with me on like Sunday. I'll be gone all weekend. Right, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Um, all right. So once again, we may try to do nope. I may just have to stream it illegally. I don't know. Um, I was hoping that like Paramount Plus would have already like. Ah, uh, you need to. I know you, you need to, need to uh, see no. this in theaters. I know. I want to see it. Um, okay. So if not nope, then we'll watch um. Uh, or Uma, or whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. Um, anyway, I'll probably edit that anybody out. Anyway, guys, thank y'all for listening to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And good night and good luck.